as our very first relationship, our connection to mother is quite formative for our psyche and generates a lot of unconscious material that our dreams can pull from. In this episode, we'll look at how mothers can be symbolized in dreams and what those dreams are telling us about our lives. From dreams of spiders to dead cats, wounded kittens to mothers in cars, I'll show you how to make sense of the language of dreams. Hello, and welcome to The Stuff of Dreams. I'm your host, Amy Lawson, and I'm a practicing pediatrician who's also working on a PhD in Jungian and Archetypal Studies. My goal, in addition to collecting more letters after my name, is to connect you with your dreams in a more fun and meaningful way so you can interpret the messages your unconscious is sending. This week, all the dreams we look at are going to be about the mother in some way. As one of the oldest and often most complicated relationships that we have, our relationship with our mother is a frequent topic for our dreams to comment on. Sometimes they do so directly, and sometimes they're more circumspect using different symbols. And sometimes the dreams aren't really talking about our in-real-life mothers at all, but our relationship to mothering and to the feminine in its more mature, wise, or nurturing form. It can be hard to consciously see all the aspects of our relationships with our mothers because they're so complicated. We have years and years and years to draw from. We have so many situations to draw from, so much emotion surrounding it so many unconscious complexes that it can be really hard to see clearly at any particular time how we're really interacting with our mother or mother figure. And so the unconscious can be a really good source of clarity and wisdom on that sometimes. So with that, let's get to the dreams. As usual, I only use dreams with the dreamer's permission. Here's the first dream, and it comes from a 16-year-old male. I had this dream last night where there was a huge black widow spider the size of a plate in between my window glass and the screen. It had these babies that were the size of golf balls. There were so many babies and they were in my room on the window instead of behind the glass. I go get my mom and she kills all of them and then opens the window to kill the giant one and it jumps at her and gets lost in my room. What does this mean? And don't forget, if you want to practice, you can always pause right after the dream and collect your thoughts about what you think the dream means before I chime in. All right, so in the dream, we're in the dreamer's bedroom. As you know, usually the dream you represents your conscious ego. And so the fact that he's in his bedroom means he's somewhere that's his own space, somewhere where he can be alone, a space that he can design and decorate, you know, dreams that happen in bedrooms really usually involve personal things. It feels very different than, say, a dream in a living room, which is a more public-facing space of the house, or a dream in the basement, which is, you know, something down below or hidden or old or storage or something. So definitely consider the room of the house whenever you're looking at your dreams. So he's in his bedroom and he looks at the window and sees this huge black widow spider that's as big as a plate. And it's located in between the glass and the screen of the window. And then its babies are on the inside of the window, so in his room. The spider is kept out, it's on the other side of the glass, but the babies are in the room. So what does this huge black widow spider symbolize? Well. Quite often, spiders symbolize 
the negative feminine or the negative mother. Spiders have the feeling of, you know, creating webs to trap things in. They're very often seen as more female. I wonder if that's like from Charlotte's Web and from because they they weave webs and that, you know, that's usually a more feminine pastime. In Greek mythology, the fates were a group of women who were seen to weave the tapestry of fate, weave the tapestry of everybody's life. And especially because the spider's a black widow, which is a poisonous, dangerous spider, there's definitely a negative feminine feel to this. Spiders will often immobilize the prey in their web and then feed off of it over time. And that has led some people to see spiders as the devouring mother who, through possessiveness or some other negative characteristic, is symbolically feeding off of her children for her own gain somehow. I know, this is dark stuff. There are plenty of good mother symbols and good mother representations in dreams too. This just doesn't seem to be one of them. So we've got this huge, poisonous, plate-sized spider and a whole bunch of her babies. And the dreamer decides he wants some help, so he calls his mom to come in and kill these spiders. So the mother figure kills all the baby spiders and then opens the window in order to try to kill the huge spider. But instead, it jumps at her, jumps into the room, and goes and hides somewhere in his room so his mother isn't able to kill that big spider. So this is interesting. I'm wondering about the relationship between this dreamer and his mother because there's a couple of different perspectives in this dream. There's the big scary spider who's procreating and having even more little baby poisonous scary spiders in his room and the babies are even closer to him than the big spider is. But yet he calls his mother for protection and she comes and kills all the baby spiders and tries to kill the big one. So there seems to be a conflict there somehow to me between the mother who's protecting and the mother who's threatening danger or poison somehow. In the fight between the mother character in the dream and the spider character in the dream, neither one comes out on top. The spider goes and hides and the mother isn't able to kill it, but the spider also doesn't hurt the mother. So I wonder if there's some kind of tension in the dreamer's life between wanting to see his real-life mother or people who are in that caring, nurturing role as people who will protect and take care of him, and yet also seeing them as scary or threatening or having some venom that might hurt him. So I asked about that and also left room for, you know, if this dream isn't about the mother in particular, it could still be about some other feminine aspect to him. You know, remember the feminine aspects are things that lead us to connection and nurturing and being in the world, being embodied, taking our time, being more passive rather than active all the time. So there might be one of those other inner dynamics that this is saying there's a conflict between protectiveness and danger. But either way, I think this dream is a message from the unconscious trying to point out the tension and the conflict that's going on there in this feminine or mother realm. So that's what I sent to him, and here's his response. Wow, that hit spot on in a lot of ways. Me and my mom have a very complicated relationship. She always tries to protect me, but we always fight constantly. It's toxic, and it affects me a lot. 
to the point where I don't really want to be around her ever, but I know she loves me and I can always count on her to protect me. Also, I've been struggling with her accepting certain aspects of my personality and worrying about others accepting me too. So both interpretations make a lot of sense. Thank you so much. I never would have looked at it that way. No problem. Sometimes it's really hard to get into your own dreams. It's easier to see other people's dreams more clearly, especially when they're about really emotionally charged topics like mothers and families. So when there are spiders in your dreams, think about whether they possibly represent something about the negative feminine or the negative mother or about weaving your fate somehow. Those are some pretty high yield perspectives that you can take on spider imagery. All right, the next dream is a bit negative as well. Um, most of these dreams are coming from the time of pandemic. So I wonder if we're seeing a lot of negative mother in these dreams just because people are cooped up with family members that they usually can escape a little bit more easily. I don't know. That's my theory. But here's the second dream. Hello, I'm a 19-year-old male, and I had a dream about my dead cat who died approximately two years ago. In the dream, I went back to the forest where I buried my cat and I dug up his grave. At that moment, everything seemed fine. But just when I brought him home, I realized that instead of his big yellow eyes, he just has small black dots for eyes. I didn't know what to say to my mother about it, but I didn't get to that because the cat didn't even want to step in my house. What could this mean? If you've listened to my other episodes, you probably already know some about cat symbols, so if you want to pause and think about this yourself, go ahead. I do love cats in dreams. I have dreams about cats all the time. And we've talked before about how cats are often symbols of the feminine, as opposed to dogs, which are usually seen as more masculine. Cats are also related to the body and the somatic. You know, they're very in their bodies with how they move. And body is quite related to the feminine, too. So cats are symbols of the feminine and the body. They also have a connection to ancient feminine wisdom through their connection with witches, since witches were thought to have black cats as their familiars. So with this dream, I'm thinking about the cat as symbolizing some more feminine aspect of this male dreamer's personality. We went through those more stereotypically feminine aspects when we were talking about spiders, but the feminine is often about inner work rather than outer work in the world. It's often about relationships and connections to other people. It can be about slowing down, taking time to appreciate things instead of trying to make a plan and have everything well-ordered and delineated and classified. You get the flavor of that. So this dream is about a dead cat that is buried in the forest and the dreamer going to dig up that cat from the grave. So that tells me the cat is representing some part of his personality that is, for all intents and purposes, dead. Some feminine aspect that he's been keeping buried, that's been below the surface, that he's been trying to repress. But now, for whatever reason, he's going to dig it up. So I wonder what's coming up in his life right now where he's you know, wanting to rediscover that feminine part or he's seeing the usefulness of something about it, seeing the need to resurrect it somehow. So he digs up the cat and brings him home, 
but he sees that instead of the normal big yellow eyes that the cat used to have, he just has small black dots. So that's a pretty specific detail. What can that mean? Well, I think about eyes as, you know, there's the phrase that eyes are the window to the soul. Eyes are how we see the world. They're how we establish our own perspective. They're how we get our own focus. And so this cat's eyes are damaged. They're not big and yellow. They're just little bitty black dots. So this cat isn't able to see very well. The vision function, symbolically, isn't working right. And the dreamer says he's bringing the cat back and he doesn't know what to say to his mother about it, about the fact that the cat doesn't look normal anymore. But he didn't even get that far because the cat didn't want to come in the house. And I think that's interesting. So again, in this dream, we have some feminine imagery in the form of a cat, but we also have a real mother character. He thinks he's going to need to explain this change in the cat to his mother. But the cat doesn't want to step into the house. What could that symbolize? Well, we've talked about how in dreams, houses often represent our psyche with different rooms representing different parts of it. And so this cat is reluctant to enter the dreamer's psyche again. You know, it's been dead and buried. He went and dug it up. But there's something about it that the cat doesn't want to get reintegrated into the psyche. So I asked him to think about what parts of him this cat might be representing, parts that used to be dead but that now he wanted to resurrect, but that might not feel very comfortable in his psyche right now. And he responded, yes, I think I know what part of me is getting lost. I'm not sure I want to lose it just yet. So there's that conflict between it's lost, it's dead, but he wants to dig it up and bring it back. But that's proving difficult somehow. So I don't have any more details for you. But sometimes it can also be interesting to apply the dream to your own life. If you dream this dream, what part of you might you be trying to rescue from the dead? That's just a thought experiment that I play sometimes when I'm interpreting other people's dreams. Alright, next dream. This one is not any more uplifting and fair warning, it's a little bit gory, sorry. It's still an interesting dream though. I dreamed I was walking up the street I grew up on. It's a rural dirt road called Pine Tree Lane. The corner lot at the beginning of the street has sagebrush. In the dream, I saw two black kittens in this lot. They had long fluffy coats, but they were covered in dust. They weren't afraid and walked right up to me. I saw a glimpse of the mom, but she stayed away. I picked one of the kittens to take with me, and I walked up to what would be the lot of my childhood home at the end of the street, but it wasn't my childhood home there. It was a home I shared with my current husband. When I got home, I noticed the kitten I picked had a hole in its stomach with organs falling out. The blood and organs were dried, and it didn't look like it was bothering the kitten at all. Okay, dream location first. This is the street that the dreamer grew up on. So already we seem to be in the past, maybe in the area of childhood. And it's a rural dirt road. So that feels very different than, you know, some busy city with lots of cars. We're in a lesser traveled, more country area. And there are two black kittens that have long fluffy coats, but the kittens are covered in dust. So they're dirty. They're dusty. They haven't been bathed. They haven't been taking care of themselves, or maybe they're too young to bathe themselves and their mother hasn't been taking care of them. But we have these two kittens that are looking pretty dingy and dirty. And since we know that cats represent the feminine, I'm thinking of these kittens as 
parts of the dreamer's childhood psyche, maybe, since they're kittens, but representing some kind of feminine aspect that hasn't been quite cared for, isn't able to bathe itself, or isn't getting the proper care from the mother that should be nurturing it. So I'm already wondering about this dreamer's relationship with her mother and with her feminine side. But the kittens aren't afraid. It's not like they've been abused or something and are afraid of humans. They walk right up to her, so they're accessible. They're willing to come up and be cared for, or maybe they're asking for help. She can see the mom cat in the background, but the mom cat won't come. Only the kittens will. So she chooses one of the kittens to take with her, and she walks toward the house, which ends up not looking like her childhood home, but instead looks like the home that she currently lives in with her husband. So to me, that's an image of connecting the past to the present, right? The dream starts in the past where she grew up and with some kittens, so that seems possibly about childhood. But the dream isn't just about something that happened back then. It's about something that's currently happening, that's currently relevant for some reason, even if it's been impacted or started way back in the dreamer's childhood. When she gets home, she notices that the kitten she picked, before we knew its fur was very dusty, but now she sees that it has a hole and its organs are falling out. But it's not even like a fresh wound. The blood and the organs are just dried up and it doesn't look like it's bothering the kitten at all. Anytime a dream kind of disobeys the laws of reality, you should also pay attention to that. You would think that if the cat had this big wound that it would be hurting that definitely that would be affecting the kitten somehow. But the fact that it's not seems important. It seems like it makes it an old wound that's dried up and it hasn't healed well, but the cat has learned to deal with it or has just given up on the fact that it might heal. But either way, we have this image of a badly wounded kitten who isn't showing the pain for some reason. So now I'm really wondering what's coming up for this dreamer right now. Because it seems like this dream is a message that's forcing her to notice the fact that some feminine aspect of her has been badly wounded in the past and it hasn't healed, but she hasn't been acknowledging that or tending to it or letting herself realize that it was so wounded. This could have to do with the mother since the mother cat was briefly in the dream but wouldn't really connect with the dreamer, wouldn't come close enough to have an encounter could be about something else feminine, could be about some part of the body or body trauma. You know, we do have a physically traumatized cat with organs falling out. So I asked the dreamer to think about where in her life right now might issues from the past be coming up. Things that might have hurt her in the past, but she didn't feel at the time or didn't allow herself to feel at the time. Like the kitten doesn't seem to be feeling this wound. And here's what she wrote me. It does resonate. This is an interesting interpretation. Thank you very much. I'm seven months pregnant and about to become a mother for the first time. My own mother was very upset and has only recently accepted my pregnancy, despite me being independent and of age. My birthday recently passed without fanfare. My husband took me to breakfast. My sister got me baby clothes and three friends posted on Facebook. This has been a sore spot since childhood because I always had to make my own cakes and parties. When I turned 10, my mom planned a baby shower for her friend on my birthday. She had forgotten it was my birthday. Now I have no help planning my own baby shower and have been thinking of letting it go altogether. Wow, that's some heavy stuff. No wonder the mother cat stayed away in the dream and wouldn't even come close enough for an encounter. And no wonder this mother-child relationship and the trauma from the dreamer's past is coming up right now. 
she's pregnant with her own child. And perhaps she's worried that she'll pass her wounds on to her baby, like happens so often. It's no wonder that the kittens in the dream were all dirty and dusty. The mother hadn't been paying attention to them. She hadn't been caring for them properly. But I think the fact that her unconscious is sending her this message now is a good thing. It's drawing attention to this wound so that she can be more conscious of it, so that she can think about what her approach to her child is going to be. Because the more self-reflective she can be about it, you know, the more potential there is for change there. I have a friend who was telling me about one of her grad school courses that was about ancestors. And this sounded so fascinating to me. They had to do their family trees back several generations. And they had to try to gather a lot of information about the family so that they could identify patterns. And specifically, they were looking for old wounds and repeated patterns in their families with the thought that if they identified those, then they could work to consciously heal those and stop those patterns in their family. And this friend identified a pattern of abandonment in her family tree. And she's actually made that one of her life goals to really try to work against that and prevent that from propagating itself in her family. So I wish all the luck to this dreamer as she creates her new family and creates a much happier and healthier relationship with her own baby than she was able to have with her mother. I'm going to share a couple of my own dreams in which my mother appeared because I think they also illustrate some interesting ways that we can look at mother dreams. Here's my dream. My grandmother has died and my mother and my aunt and I are in my grandmother's house because my mom's planning to live there. I'm looking around and it seems like an uncomfortable place to live and I don't know why mom would want to. The furniture is a little too big for every space so there isn't a lot of room to move. There are lots of dolls of all sizes, including two life-size ones, but they look limp and creepy and not happy. And there are these weird things that seem like sculptures made out of glass and long fluorescent light bulbs, and they take up too much space and seem very breakable. My aunt says disgustedly, it's like living in a chandelier. That's the dream. So clearly there's tons of feminine energy in this dream, right? All the characters, there's me, my mother and her sister, my aunt, and my grandmother. And the dolls, those are probably roughly feminine too. And we're all in my grandmother's house, so definitely we're a bit in the past. We're thinking about ancestry and roots somehow. And my mother is planning to move into my grandma's house after she died. So in this dream, the location isn't my house, it's my grandmother's house that my mom is moving into, which seems like a statement about their relationship. And it makes sense. In real life, my mother had a very close relationship with her mother, almost to the point of idolizing her at times. So this image of wanting to move back into her house seems like an image of my mother wanting to adopt more characteristics or aspects to be like my grandmother. But I don't see why in the dream mom wants to live there because it seems uncomfortable. There's this sense of smallness. There are these dolls lots of dolls, which my grandmother did collect dolls, so that makes sense. Um, but they're all different sizes and they're everywhere and a lot of them seem like they're looking at me and they seem really creepy. So that gives this the flavor of, you know, always being watched by something, right? Even if it's a doll. 
of not quite being alone in your own space. And speaking of the space, the house feels too small somehow. I remember that the furniture all seemed a little too big for each room, so there wasn't a lot of space to move around. And then there were these weird sculptures that were made out of glass and big long light bulbs, and it seemed like everywhere I moved, I was maybe going to hit one or knock it over or break it somehow. And so it's evoking that feeling of there not being enough space, not having room to move around. And if you look at that symbolically, doesn't that symbolize how a lot of us feel? I mean, our work as we grow up is to more consciously create our own lives and to find places where we do have room to move around and are free to go in the directions that we want. That's part of growing up and planning our own lives. But in a lot of families... You can feel a lot of pressure to, you know, conform to the old ways, to live in the old houses with the old furniture and dolls and with these weird sculptures that could be dangerous and would be really easy to break if you run into them. Feels like obstacles and more things that are hemming you in and not letting you move the way you want to. So I think the fact that there's three generations in this dream means that we were all kind of dealing with that somehow. My mom wanted to be like my grandma and live in her house and her space. And I found that space a little bit too small and a little bit too restricting for my movement. I think that has to be one of the hardest tensions or conflicts of parents. You know, you raise a child in a conscious and deliberate way to try to teach them the things you think are important, which are very often the things that your parents taught you were important. And yet you also have to eventually give the child the space to make her own decision about what's important for her. And sometimes children choose different things than their parents. And so there's that tension between, am I glad that I just raised intelligent children with the resources that can you know, create their own life? Or do I feel like this is a failure in my parenting because I didn't make my child a carbon copy of myself? That's not what my mom was looking to do, but I'm just acknowledging that that has to be a really big tension. I mean, it is a really big tension that I see. I don't have children, but I'm a pediatrician and a lot of my family members have children and I'm able to see all these dynamics play out. So that dream featured my mother, but it didn't really feel like fully her. You know, she was a symbol in the dream. She was a character in the dream, but really the only feeling I got about her was knowing that she wanted to move into this house. But sometimes when we dream about people, they feel more intensely and really them, at least in my experience. So a few years after my mother died and about a year into my depth psychology school courses, I was struggling with thinking about my relationship to my family and my mother and thinking about this new direction of life that I was pursuing and wondering how I would have explained it to mom if she was alive that I was still being a doctor, but I was taking these touchy-feely woo-woo courses too. And I had the following dream. I'm on a road trip and I'm driving, but I've lost the GPS directions in my phone and I'm trying to download them again. I know there are some highway changes coming soon and I need to know what to watch for. I'm worried I won't be able to get the directions in time and I won't know where to go. I can see there are some tight turns ahead and I pay attention to my driving. All of a sudden, we're on a little rocky peninsula jutting out into the ocean, and it's beautiful to be driving along on roads following the shoreline. From the back seat, Mom says, Oh, this is so beautiful. I'm so glad I got to be here to see this. 
So the first part of the dream is pretty typical. You know, you're driving or you're going somewhere, but you can't find the directions. Really just means that even if you know where you're headed, you're not quite sure how you're going to get there. Or maybe that you don't even have the directions to know where you're headed. And that's definitely how I was feeling the first year or so of my school program. I didn't know what it was going to make me want to do. Was it going to make me want to quit medicine? Was it going to make me want to have a career change? I didn't know. I just knew that it was stuff I wanted to learn. And so the first part of the dream, I think, is about that uncertainty of, do I have the right directions? Am I going to be able to keep my car on the road? Am I going to be able to get to the destination that I want? And then in one of those skips of time that dreams often do, all of a sudden, I'm in my car on a little peninsula, and I remember it seeming like it was like a rocky coastline, and it was really jagged, and the road was just hugging the coastline. So the road was really twisty and turny, but we were driving on a road that ran around the edge of this peninsula, and I find the shore really meaningful to me. It's the border between land and sea, and so to me that symbolizes the border of conscious and unconscious. Uh, I live in San Francisco, so I live very near the coast, very near the ocean, and I love to go to the Marin headlands and be up on the cliff and look out over the ocean. I find it a really beautiful place in real life just for its physical beauty, and I also like what it represents, that it's a, a borderland, it's a place of potential. It's a place where the water of the unconscious meets the land of the conscious and we can be there for a while and do some work somehow. So the fact that my car is traveling along the shore in this dream is really meaningful to me because I feel like it symbolizes the work that I've been doing the last few years of really trying to get more familiar with my own psyche. And so then, although she wasn't there before, suddenly my mother is in the backseat of my car. And she says, oh, this is so beautiful. I'm so glad I got to be here to see this. And when I woke up from this dream, this felt like mom. You know, in the first dream, I mentioned that she, she felt like a character in the dream. But in this dream, when she was in the backseat, it felt like her whole presence was there. I could feel her. I could feel her emotions. She just felt real. And I know different people have different opinions about these things, but I really feel like that was my mother giving me a message. I don't think the dream was just using her as a symbol of something. It felt like her. And so her being in this car with me was important because it meant she understood what I'm doing right now. And the fact that she was in the back seat and was a passenger and I was driving, I think is a really important thing because she was acknowledging that I'm the one directing my life now. And her words of approval and even appreciation and saying that this journey is beautiful and she was glad that she got to be here to see this. You know, I think that this encompasses the road we were traveling, the natural beauty, being at the edge of land and sea. And I really took this dream as an acknowledgement that from wherever she is, Mom knows what I'm doing and she's okay with it. And more than being okay with it, she can see the importance of it to me and she thinks it's beautiful too and she's glad she got to see it. So I wanted to share that as the final dream in this episode because a lot of those dreams were pretty hard on mothers and I just wanted to balance that out a bit. And also to let people know that to me, I think there's potential for our family members who have passed away to still occasionally communicate with us. 
And if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be saying anything even remotely like that, my, <laughs> my doctor scientist brain would have rolled my eyes. And then I had the experience and it really felt like mom. All right, so that's the show for this week. In the next episode, we're going to look at some dreams containing anima figures, which are female dream figures that can lead us towards some inner work or deeper toward the soul somehow. I'm also going to start recording some shorter episodes that are just on single topics. So if there's anything that you'd like to hear me expand on that you've heard me mention on these podcasts before, email me at stuffofdreamspodcast at gmail.com or through my website. Speaking of which, head on over to stuffofdreams.fireside.fm to find show notes for each episode where I summarize the dream interpretation principles we discuss each week. You can also find links there to major podcast apps, YouTube channel, my favorite dream interpretation and depth psychology books, our subreddit, and my email for sending in your dreams. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked it, I encourage you to tell a friend about it this week. Let's get more people fluent in the language of dreams. Bye for now. And I hope you dream tonight. <laughs>